Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Quick, for those in the area, when I say town mall, what do you think of? Empty? Abandoned? A lot of open space? Needs a lot of attention? Well, if I told you the newest plans for the Middletown Mall site include sports and possibly the North American Hockey League. Let's find out more together on this edition of the local Sunday Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mowen. This is an audio podcast that covers local sports in Southwest Ohio, Northern Kentucky, and East Central Indiana. When the host promises that all teams in the region are covered, that's a fact. No talking about that team in Columbus. Other people in Dayton have that covered. Hear from a host with experience covering several schools and teams and working with several media organizations. No luck required here, buddy. No insults thrown here, fans. Everyone is welcome to the local sports podcast train. Intro theme is Ultraviolet by Infraction from Upbeat. Visit sindaypod.com, spelled C-I-N-D-A-Y-P-O-D.com for ways to listen to the podcast and to buy merchandise. Now, please welcome your host, Lee W. Mowen. So I can already hear some of the folks saying, oh God, what does Middletown have planned now? What are these newest plans? So for those that aren't from the area, let me tell you about Town Mall. It is off of State Route 122, right by I-75. So the location is very nice. It's only... A stoplight away from the interstate, so you have easy access to Dayton, to Cincinnati. Very small mall. We're not talking massive like Forest Fair. We're not talking the size of Dayton Mall, Fairfield Commons even. We're talking like four hallways with a central point, and there were a couple department stores that you would go to if you didn't want to make the trip to Dayton nor Cincinnati. A lot of those uh, anchors, which is department stores, namely, a lot of those anchor spaces are empty. Elder Beerman went out of business a few years back. Sears, <laughs> technically still in business, but I think there's like 20 in the country. And there's only four Kmarts left after this next one closes. So there you go. A little bit of history for you. So yeah, the Elder Beerman is still empty. Sometimes that's where Spirit Halloween sets up camp in Middletown. Because, you know, they like abandoned places. They set up for a month and then once Halloween's done, bam, you never knew they were there. And Sears has been 
I think closed longer than Edward Bierman. I forget which one closed first. Uh, Dillard's was there, but it's now split between Gabe's, which is Gabriel Brothers, and Burlington Coat Factory. So that has businesses in there. Around the area, there's some pretty good businesses. There's some new buildings on the property. Uh, you got a big Kroger marketplace. Uh, you got the region's smallest mire. And in fact, back before they did their last renovation, you had probably the most claustrophobic mire in the area, but not now. So fun story about that. So the area is very blue collar with whatever AK Steel calls himself nowadays, probably being the largest employer in Middletown. So yeah, Town Mall opened in the late 70s, and since maybe my high school days, it's been relatively quiet, and now more so because I think there may be a nail salon or two, maybe Hibbert Sports, Hibbert, Hibbert Sports, I think, might be still in there, or is that Durham's? What Dunham's? One of the two. There's a sports store there if they're still open. And Gabe's and Burlington Co. Factory, I believe, sealed off their mall entrance. So you can't get into the mall. Excellent. And the rest is sitting empty. So that's your little history about Town Mall. Used to be pretty good mall, especially if you didn't want to make the trip down to Cincy nor Dayton. But nowadays, it sits mainly empty. So, this article was just published two days ago, actually, and this is from the Hamilton Journal News, which is an arm of Dayton Daily News for Butler County, and this is from Ed Richter, Group Study Sports Redevelopment of Town Mall in Middletown. And again, I know what you're thinking. If you follow along with news about redevelopments, it's like, oh, great. This is like the 12th billionth plan to redevelop Town Mall. And you might know Hollywoodland was an idea for downtown Middletown, which I think would have been $1.3 billion. Yeah. And to nobody's surprise, that got shut down as quick as possible. So that idea is dead. So we don't have to worry about that. This is more modest. And county commissioners, Butler County commissioners, Tuesday approved about $73,000 in American Rescue Plan Act funding towards a feasibility and marketing study to determine the size and scope of this project, which is by Martin Russell, Deputy County Administrator and Executive Director of Warren County Port Authority. I tell a lie. I keep forgetting that Butler County's line is right by Dixie slash Sunday. Not sure why we have so many Dixie highways in the area, but we do. So there you go. Old 25, I think, before 75 was a thing. I say old 25. If you're from Kentucky and you listen to this, like 25 still a thing. It's not in Ohio, mostly. So one of the goals would be bringing a North American Hockey League junior hockey franchise as a tenant at the proposed sports and entertainment facility. Now, there's a part I left out, because you do need to hear about this. In case you don't know, North American Hockey League is one of the higher levels in terms of junior hockey. If you play here, normally you're getting looks to play professionally. Normally. Uh, I think the closest junior hockey team is Youngstown, the Youngstown Phantoms. 
It was the Indiana Ice until they followed up shop in the USHL. In fact, we're going to go to the NAHL site right now. Probably should load it up, but hey. Can't predict the future. So yeah, hockey in Middletown. Again, I said location right off I-75. There's a lot of growth in the area. There's a lot of things, or a lot of businesses, I should say. A uh, couple hospitals now. Kettering and Premier have one side of 122. So, you know, there's a nice health war there, if you want to say that right. Russell said this is the first step of the project to size it right. Now, like I mentioned, North American Hockey League... There's not really any close teams in the area. What I didn't tell you is they're looking at a tier two junior hockey franchise. So I believe that would be, that's not going to be like the top level of NAHL. Excuse me. Let's look at it here. So basically, in case you're wondering what tier two is, if I can find it again, here we go. It provides a competitive opportunity for the elite player on a nationwide basis. The Tier 2 model features teams located in fan-driven markets operated by owners with sound financial backing. The role in the development of players, coaches, and officials involved is clearly defined. It maintains the eligibility of all athletes for NCAA competition. It offers quality academic development and allows players to achieve maximum skill development at the second highest competitive level of junior hockey. Also, it's uh, some of the keys to separate from tier two is free tuition. All training, coaching and development services are covered by the team in the league equipment at no cost, which is hockey sticks, pants, gloves, helmets, jerseys, socks at no cost, which, um, yeah. That stuff's expensive. Hockey is a very expensive sport. Free travel, which uh, prepare to travel a lot. And housing stipends, which would be around the Middletown area. Uh, on the eastern side, you know, it's not bad. It's not a bad area out there. So, originally I thought Tier 3, I'm thinking NA3HL, which we had a team in Cincinnati-Dayton was called the Cincinnati Thunder, then moved up, became the Dayton Falcons, and folded halfway through the season. Uh, that's been the last touch of junior hockey in the area, as far as I know. So, I was wrong. I thought this would be a look at NA3HL, and no, this is NAHL, so I was wrong on that. Tier 1 would be USHL, which that's the top level. I thought NAHL and USHL were kind of at the same level. So, hey, I learned something today. So, let us look and see some teams. Hopefully, I can find some teams. There's job opportunities. That's the thing. But, no, I want teams right now. So, I assume if Middletown will get a team, it's either going to be in the East or Midwest Division. Let me tell you what's in the Midwest Division. I'm skipping the top team and the third team and the fifth team because, yeah, you'll you'll find out why in a minute. You have the Minnesota Magicians. They're from Richfield, Minnesota. You got the Minnesota Wilderness, 
which luckily I did not say wilderness on the uh, podcast. I mean, I just did, but I didn't say it the first time, so shut up. They're um, Cloquette, Minnesota. You got Springfield, Illinois' Junior Blues. You got the Janesville Jets in Janesville, Wisconsin. That's around Beloit. So we're talking south end of the Wisconsin border towards Illinois. And then you have the Chippewa Steel from Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. So that's your Midwest division. Oh, wait, I forgot the other three. They're all in Alaska. (laughs) How is that Midwest? That's far west. In case you're wondering, you got the Anchorage Wolverines. You have the Fairbanks Ice Dogs, and they have the Kenai River Brown Bears from Soldotna, Alaska. Yeah, I said Alaska. I said three Alaskan teams in the Midwest Division. That just dropped my jaw. Like, what? Now, there's the East Division. This one would be a little more friendly. Uh, Well, I say that, but your closest team is going to be Johnstown, Pennsylvania, and the Johnstown Tomahawks. You know, like the Johnstown Chiefs. I miss that rivalry with the Bombers and Cyclones. So you got the Danbury Junior Hattricks, which that's a nod to the current Federal Hockey League team in Danbury. The Hattricks was the Whalers, was the Titans, and then they got a new franchise in the Hattricks. Jamestown Rebels from New York. I mentioned Johnstown. Lewiston, Maine, the Maine Nordiques. The Maryland Black Bears from Odenton, Maryland. You have a Middletown team. In New Jersey, the New Jersey Titans, which is also a nod to a former ECHL team. And the Northeast Generals from Attleboro, Massachusetts. So, yeah, I mean, just look at those two. If you're wondering, is there a better footprint in the South or Central? Not really. Central, you're more talking Iowa, North Dakota, South Dakota, Austin, Minnesota, St. Cloud, Minnesota. In South, you have Texas, Louisiana, and New Mexico. So probably, if you're going Midwest, that's probably where Middletown would land. Middletown, Ohio. There's too many Middletowns. I think there's like 20 in the country. It's still a lot. So, yeah, that's your NAHL footprint. So, yeah, these folks are genuinely looking to bring an NAHL team. Now, the big thing is that's a pretty big brand of junior hockey, and you're going to have to market that as much as possible. Middletown is not a hockey market. In fact, uh, in terms of rinks in the area, you have to go up north a couple exits. There's South Metro, there's Kettering. Down south, you have Sports Plus, Northland, and of course, Heritage Bank in downtown Cincinnati. I get to go there this weekend. Woo. More on that, maybe, later. So yeah, hockey's not really a big thing in Middletown. And if you're going to do it right, you're going to have to spend a couple years growing the program, marketing the program, getting a youth hockey team going, which is like... um. You know, get the youth involved. Yes, there is the Dayton Stealth, and they do a nice job around here. There's also the Dayton Ice Hounds. But at the same time, I mean, that's Dayton. Are they really going to come that far south to Middletown? I don't think so. And vice versa, will Cincinnati go up to Middletown? I doubt that. But there you go. So basically, Middletown's looking for a hockey team, and Middletown, Ohio, really didn't have much history in hockey. 
I mean, yeah, there used to be, I think there was a nice skating rink there once upon a time, but I don't think Middletown ever had hockey. So that's, that's my knowledge of it. So the contract with Community Center Partners LLC, back to the article on Journal News, that's journal-news.com if you want to look at it. It's scheduled to be discussed by Middletown City Council on Tuesday with emergency legislation on their agenda. And after lengthy discussion, they approved it 5-0. So city staff requests an emergency approval to allow work to begin on the feasibility studies, due diligence, economic structuring, and preliminary designs. Officials want to make a go-no-go decision this fall. So you got about six to nine months on it. To pursue the financing, the financial side, the designing and construction of the sports and entertainment venue as a destination anchor to the town mall redevelopment. Now, that's not just, you know, they're going to raise the empty part of town mall and put a hockey rink there. That's not the whole thing. It's part of the thing, but. Hey. And honestly, I like to say that Town Mall can come back, but if you look around malls, Dayton Mall, there's two empty anchor stores, Sears and Elder Beerman. Again, once your business closes down, that's kind of tough staying business. In fact, the company that's ran the Dayton Mall, they recently gave up control. They now only run Fairfield Commons. That's Washington Prime, by the way. So Dayton Mall's being ran by someone else. Very interesting. If Macy's or J.C. Penney's goes out of the mall, then that's kind of it. My fiance is like, Dayton Mall's going to die like next year. It's like, I don't think it's going to be next year. And she keeps saying, it's, it's as bad as Salem Mall. And it's like, I don't want to get into that argument, but man, I miss the Salem Mall. I wish something was done at that site. I mean, we can go on another topic saying, you know, they wanted to make a tech town and stuff like that, but it's still empty. I just hope Tropwood rebounds. Those folks definitely deserve it. Middletown City Manager Jim Palanek and his staff report to council said the contract would be for pre-development planning, evaluation, economic structuring, and design effort by community center partners. The city and its partners, the Warren County Port Authority, Warren County, and the mall property owners would use this report to make a final decision on the multi-purpose sports and entertainment venue Last year, the city contracted Rinka, that's R-I-N-K-A, not just a random word I butchered, to do a comprehensive redevelopment plan for the town mall property located just off Interstate 75, Ohio 122 Interchange, the city's front door. So basically, what do I think? Yeah, that needs something bad. Because again, when you're getting on 122 heading west towards Middletown, because technically it's Franklin. Bull crap, it's Middletown. Anyway, sorry, that irritates me. Buyers technically in Franklin, but that that irritates me so much you have no idea. That's nowhere near Franklin. I mean, it is, but shut up. Anyway, yeah, Town Mall needs something, and it's not going to be retail. Because you think about the other department stores, who's going to come to the Town Mall? Macy's isn't. In fact, Macy's only has two locations in Cincinnati since shutting down the Tri-County Mall, which I never thought they would do, but they did. And now that mall's a ghost town. But luckily, there are plans to redevelop that as well. Not so much sports plans, if I remember reading it right, but it does look like something might happen, thank God. 
And of course, there's Forest Fair, the big, giant, empty waste of space. Based on an Australian guy's dream to bring ultra luxury from New York to Cincinnati and a place where it's blue collar, Fairfield and Forest Park. I mean, heck, in the most rich area of Cincinnati, I don't think that would have worked, but there you go. We're not talking about that because, you know, Forest Fair had chances to bring in hockey and chances to actually bring people into the mall. Not just folks that want to go through abandoned malls like, hey, this is abandoned. Like, yeah, we know. Get over it. I think it's still the biggest mall in terms of space for us fair. I think it's like 1.2 million square feet, something like that. It, it's it's a very large space. Anyway, I'm uh, getting ahead of myself. So the total cost of the first phase feasibility and marketing study to be conducted by Hunden and Associates is about $212,000. In addition to the county's contribution, the city will also be contributing about $74,000 plus up to $5,000 in expenses from the city's ARPA funds if improved by the council. Some of the work was already completed, and there's a hockey tournament organizer and an elite youth hockey academy who has submitted letters of commitment. That work was pre-funded by the Warren County Port Authority, who paid the full $64,800 plus $3,000 in expenses cost of the Hunden Feasibility Study. So we're talking, yeah, it's something that people are trying to build. But the big thing is you have to market this team. As with the demons and demolition, we had a little marketing. You have to Pound, pound, pound it into Middletown and the surrounding area. If you want this team to stay, if you want this to grow like it should, you are going to have to market your bots off. Okay? Because if people don't know about you, then people aren't going to come because they don't know about you. Granted, people might know about you and might not be hockey fans. Shame on them. But you get what I'm saying. You can't sit in silence like, why are people coming? Oh, yeah, we haven't marketed. So there you go. The second phase of the contract will cost another $263,500 in total, according to Palnick's report. And the city and blah, 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 they're going to pay. And the owners of the NH NAHL junior hockey franchise would pay about twenty-seven dollars the total of the city's overall total contribution of both paces, both phases pass are completed would cost about $192,000. So, yeah. Again, that's from Ed Richter. He's been working the last 30 years in various capacities covering Butler and Warren counties as a reporter and editor. So this is a guy that knows his stuff. So let's talk about this picture here. Because, you know, it is pretty. And it's not Town Mall. I tell you, it looks nice. And I think, you know, you properly redevelop it and not just think, oh, well, this is perfect for Middletown. And then it's like, oh, wait, no, it's not. You know, like Forest Fair bringing in those department stores that had no business being around Cincinnati. Sorry, they didn't. You're talking about companies that are around New York, Los Angeles. Oh, yeah, Cincinnati will work, especially when you're in an area that is blue collar and they work hard for the money. 
So the picture looks very nice. It looks very the green-ish and Liberty Center, which I hate always comparing to, but that's kind of the standard. And then you can say it's Easton Town Center in Columbus. That's the standard, but shut up. That's not ours. So it's going to be very interesting. Think about it. You have to build a hockey rink. I don't know what the requirements are in the NAHL. I know ECHL, you have to have... Uh, what's the requirement now? 10,000, 20,000? You have to have a lot of seats. So that's why ECHL really hasn't um, looked back at Dayton. Because A, there's no rink. B, Hair Arena would be half the size they're looking for. And now that's gone. And C, the old Roberts site is still empty. My God, West Carrollton, do something with it. You really going to have an empty patch just sitting there on a big interchange? Come on. You know, if you got a 5,000-seat arena, I mean, that might be a little bit big, but hey, that'd probably be perfect. You know, you can bring in a low-level minor league hockey team back to Dayton. It's right off the highway, so that definitely helps. And you go buy it, especially South 75. It's like, ooh, shiny new arena. Ooh. But we're not talking about that. I could talk about that for hours, but we're talking about Town Mall and Middletown. So, yeah, it's definitely a site that needs love, attention, and just knock most of the town mall down. Does that mean the space that's occupied, which is, um, again, the old Dillard's or the old McAlpins, if you remember that store from back in the day, with Gabe's and um, Burlington Co. Factory, if you know you keep that there, I mean, sure, you can probably make it look nice on the outside, but... You know, it's something that Middletown desperately needs. Will it work with NAHL in Middletown, Ohio, though? Again, I said, you have to market this team. You have to market, market, market. If you don't do any marketing, then people aren't going to know about it. I mean, I think it's great for Middletown in the area to get a hockey team, especially you know, a junior hockey team, which, you know, you're talking about Cincinnati Cyclones. It's the only minor league team in the area. You got the Blue Jackets always letting people down. I mean, you got the Blue Jackets in Columbus. And what else is there? You can go to Indianapolis for hockey with the fuel. Rivals of the Cyclones. You go up to Toledo with the Walleye. Rivals of the Cyclones. Cleveland, you can go catch the monsters at the queue. Well, wait, it's not called Quicken Loans Arena anymore. It's like Rocket Mortgage, which is weird because they're not the Rockets, but I get business and everything. You can go to Detroit, see the Red Wings. Maybe they're starting to turn the corner and not look like a total heap of crap. I don't know. Uh, Pittsburgh, of course. So, honest to goodness... Of course, it's a great thing for Middletown. It'd be a great thing to have Town Mall look, you know, alive again. Like I said, when I was in high school, it was starting to kind of die down a bit. But, yeah, it's really dead now. Although we're talking about an area that's also lost a target. That's the probably the biggest question. Why you close that target? It's also the same time they closed the Trotwood target, which, eh, sadly, that made sense since everything else was closing in Trotwood. Middletown, I can only assume Target just had troubles with Fath, and it's like, no, we're done. Although Coles is still there, and they're, you know, 
they're still rocking lows. So there are opportunities there. And Middletown is not a terrible area for it. I don't know how well it would work. Again, market the team. You're going to get sick of me saying that, but hey, it's the truth. You got to market it. So the article really doesn't talk about anything else, but it look, like I said, it looks like the green. We're talking about restaurants where you have outside sitting. You're talking about stores that you know have you know, open there. Although the big thing is, remember what I said, Town Mall's been empty for quite some time. And there's a part of it where I'm questioning, is there a sports store in the Town Mall still? I think they close, but I haven't been there in years. And the last time I was in there, there was literally like a nail salon open, and that was it. There might have been a shoe store there. No, I think that even closed too. It's, um, yeah, like I said, it's empty. Just take my word on it. And it's a very small mall too, so reviving it to become a mall again is probably not in your best efforts. But that's just me. So... Town Mall might be a home of a junior hockey team. How about that? An NAHL team, which is tier two in junior hockey pyramid. How about that? What are your thoughts? Apply on the tweets, the Facebook posts, and talk about what you think about it. Be a part of the podcast. I, I, I'm still, you know... It's very bold of them to go, you know, NAHL and not NA3HL, which I thought that's what they wanted to do. But no, they want the top level of the NAHL, which is outstanding. Problem is that free travel, that's going to add up if you're in the Midwest division with, um, you know, three Alaskan teams. But then again, even if you put them in the South, that's still a lot of travel. Especially if you're Corpus Christi, Texas, because that's that's a hike. Or Shreveport, the Mug Buds. I remember those. Those. I remember the Mug Buds. I think they were in um, ECHL. I think. So that is the newest look at Town Mall. You can do a little research yourself and see how it's been passed around by owners. And really, it's it's just a sad place. That would do it for this short episode. Hey, 30 minutes to me is short, so there you go. And next time, well, we still got the college basketball on the burner. Ice hockey up next, hopefully. And, yeah, we'll continue on with the podcast. This is where you get your local sports updates, not on Dayton Radio. This is the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Wrapping up an episode talking about the town mall plans in Middletown, Ohio. Talk to you again on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mowen. Be sure to bookmark Cindaypod.com, spelled C-I-N-D-A-Y-P-O-D, the official website of the podcast. You can find your favorite ways of listening to the local Sunday Sports Podcast, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Amazon Music, the iHeartRadio app, and many more. You can also purchase merchandise from Tee Public and Redbubble to help support the podcast. Follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sunday Pod. 
and the host at The Lee W. Mowen. The closing theme is Cosmopolitan from Pecan Pie on Upbeat. This is Lee W. Mowen signing off another episode of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Thank you for your continued listenership and join me on the next episode.